Welcome to episode two here at the Romanus Records podcast. I am Chris Banna, CEO of Romanus Records, Vinyl Chef. This week I have the great pleasure of chatting with some of not only my favorite people in the music world, but one of my favorite touring up-and-coming bands out there on planet Earth, and Lung. Lung is a two-piece electric cello and drums duo that plays something to the extent of heavy garage rock. That's what I said, electric cello and drums. They're truly innovative and good luck pinning down this band to a specific genre. We chat with Kate about her time in college as an opera major as she plays the electric cello and Daisy's time in Foxy Shazam, touring, art, and also another case of bizarre high school mascots. The Romanus Records podcast comes out every Wednesday here, monthly with interviews from Romanus artists, bands we love, other independent record labels, and DIY entrepreneur types. Follow us on our socials below and check out our brand new Patreon. For Romanus Records Coliseum members, you can save 20% off any of our insane vinyl creations forever for only 5 bucks a month, as well as early digital access and exclusive pre-order content. We just dropped a number of limited beer-filled records from Romanus Fest, which was incredible, and filled them with Upland Beer, who was our title sponsor, to which many took advantage of our savings program. Uh, take a peek, help out the long-term sustainability of our label and yourself if you're looking to buy some spicy Romanus Wax. Episode 3 drops next week with Heath Lawrence of Wax Major Records. Heath is in no certain terms likely the most insane, innovative press operator in the United States with her insane Wax Mage customs made of Gotta Groove Records in Ohio. We will chat with Heath about Wax Mage's development, some of her crazy wax stories and projects that she's worked on, and why she owns a metallic pink Ford Probe. Enough business. Let's get to the business of lung here on the Romanus Records Podcast. She didn't want to go out that night. She didn't wanna go home that night with anyone, darling. She didn't wanna go out that night with you. She didn't wanna go home that night with anyone, but can you feel her heart beat harder down by the dumpster? Live from the Banner Megaplex in Franklin, Indiana, today, live in Podcast Technicolor, I've got Lung, the band. Good morning. Hello. Now, I wish you guys were called Lung, the band, as if there was another Lung out there. There probably is. Do you? Uh, did you worry about that at all when you named the band? Were you worried that there was already another band called Lung? 
I mean, there totally is another band called Long. That, I think they're in Australia. But there's just, you know, at this point, you can't have an original band name. So are you trying I mean, to say Australian? That there was another dude named Chris when when you were born. No, because they knew I'd be the best one. There you go. Boom. I'd be the new gold standard. Are you? You, have, you have our answer. Are you trying to tell me that people from Australia aren't this as equal or good as you? No, they just don't know about us and don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We might as well not exist. We're the only brother or brother, I'll have you know that. Okay. In the whole world? Yeah, but the, well, no, dang it. There was one. There was, Uh-oh. I'll tell you, but they didn't spell it the same. Oh, they spelled uh, it. Oh, like an A-H, brother, oh, brother. Yeah, no, yeah it, was, it was very <laughs> Amish. It was very Amish. It was like brother, oh, brother. <laughs> but when they did it, I, it was just some little acoustic dude somewhere. The weird part was we had a album called Neon Native. And he had a tour that he called the Neon Native, or like he called it like uh, like Spirit Warrior 2. It was all like, there's so many things that were so similar. Maybe you're so, the same person. I don't know. I don't want to find out. Well, I'm definitely the better version. If I'm like, you know, if he's like, if there's karma, he, his, he came back as like the lamer version. Yeah, like you're like 5.0 and he's 2.0. Yeah, this is MS-DOS. I'm Windows 98. But that's enough. Do you ever so, feel sometimes like, Maybe in the world there's an there's a finite amount of of ideas and things, and so people like end up repeating the idea somewhere else. But it's yeah, like, and it's if not this intentional. Were like, if this were like a thousand years ago, we'd never interact, right? Yeah, but like we have cars and the internet and everything now. We're so, now so aware. Like, it's almost like different dimensions coming in contact with each other. If you think about it, it is odd. Well, I mean, maybe it is. You know, I mean, if the Earth's flat, you know, maybe I don't know. Like they're on the other side of the ice wall, and we just don't know it. Exactly. <laughs> also, Australia might not exist. That's a yeah. That's a that's a real, a, that's real yeah. That's a real fear for uh, flat earthers. Some flat earthers. There's a lot of division in the community. I was told on the inter- I went to Australia once, and I was told that it actually I was actually taken somewhere in the desert in uh, Nevada. That's fake. Wow. So that's, now the that's fun part theory. about all these conspiracy theories generally is that they're so modernized they don't leave a lot of room for like, well, it's the government, it's the man. I'm like, well, that works. In the context of maybe the last eighty years, that does it. Are you trying to tell me like the Queen of England five hundred years ago was like, "Yes, Australia is fake, and we're gonna put it in the desert in Nevada." We don't know what Nevada is. There's a real jacked up timeline there. I but- think that's probably exactly what happened, and she talked in that <laughs> accent too. Yes, I'm the Queen of England <laughs> from Boston. <laughs> Very matter of fact. All right, so uh, yeah, I mean, it might be easier to fake Australia. The further back you go, if you think about it, it's like you could literally sail around on a boat for like a month in a circle and then go to yeah, that might I, that timeline maybe a month. I think it might take longer than a month to get around Australia, but I don't know. I, I'm not a sailor. I, I don't no know none. I don't know none about boats. I'm just saying, like you could fake. There could be a number of fake Australia. Like you could circle around the Barbados Islands for like six months, whatever, and then go to Norway or something. Like you're in Australia. I mean, it sounds like fun to me. Um, but enough about, you know, our maritime adventures that we're going to have after this podcast, um, just quit all of our, you know, passion projects and focus, focus our energy to the ocean. Um, I want us to talk about lung today. So we are going to, uh, hop into our opening segment here. Now you two spicy boys and girls, uh, are you guys from Cincinnati originally? Are you lifers? 
No, we're we're not lifers. I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan originally. Okay, and your name is what? What's your name? Kate Wakefield. That's a that's a nice name. <laughs> Kate Wakefield. All right. Wakefield. Kate, no, the Wheatfield's that way. It's outside. What about you, Daisy Kaplan? Are you uh are you from Cincinnati originally? No, but I'm not far. I'm from uh, I was born in Lexington, Kentucky, and I spent most of my life living in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, is that so? You were a part of the uh, K- Kentuckyana area. As I the say. Kentucky, the Kentucky and a metro area, yes. Yes. Um, I've spent my entire life living like five minutes from Indiana. It's such a weird, weird thing, but but you never claimed Indiana. You were like ride or die for the tuck, correct? No, I don't have that. There's that thing, especially in the Kentuckyana area, where the main, that, the Kentuckians are mean to the, Indi, in, the Indiana folk, which I think is rude. What, what are you doing? I can see that bubble wrap is uh, is bothering you. Hand me that oh, bubble wrap. Oh, I like wrap. it. I like <laughs> it's it. okay. Leave it alone. It's my friend. My friend, here, answer a question. Um, there is there is a rivalry. I don't. I don't. I, I like Indiana. I've always liked Indiana. It's different. It's definitely not Kentucky. It's different, but I like that. Okay. Um, and how did you get to Ohio? Because that's not Kentucky or Indiana. Well, it's very close. I mean, you can you can if you're in Kentucky, you can walk to Ohio. Depending yeah, depending on where you're at. Yeah. Um, I was in a band for a long time called Foxy Shazam, and mm-hmm. I. Drove to practice three times a week for like five years, and I finally got tired of it. And then you're like, I'm I'm moving. Pretty much, and I didn't have a reason to be in Louisville anymore. I didn't have a job or a house or anything or anywhere to live. So okay, and it was real cheap to live in Cincinnati. So. Um, and Kate, so you're from Michigan originally. Mm-hmm. How the smokes did you get in your way to the OHIO? I went to school in Cincinnati. Okay, that's simple enough. Were you originally, did you start school there, or were you going to somewhere in Michigan at first? Um, I went to Michigan for undergrad, and then I went to CCM for grad school. Okay. Uh, what your what was your undergrad in? Uh, opera singing, basically. Whoa. Vocal performance. That's wild. Whoa. Good decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Smart degrees. This to get is a marketable totally profession. Totally useful. So, I mean, what in the world led you to opera? Uh, I just... That's always. a pretty specific thing. You well, know? like just, as a high schooler, what were you like? Were were you uh, like a kid? Just I was a theater belt? weirdo. Yes, I was a theater weirdo all the way, and I just like I loved doing plays and all that. And then my the theater director in my school, because I was like, oh, I'm gonna go and be an actress. Of course, and, and she was like, you're gonna be broke and die in a gutter if you do that. You're gonna be a woman of the stage. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, you should try to go into school for like opera because it's like theater but you can get a scholarship like i don't know i guess there's more funding when you're in school for for that kind of thing was like what she told me so and also i mean i love music and i love like i loved musicals and stuff and so it was like not that far of a jump and then the more i heard opera i was like oh this is a beautiful this is crazy like passionate loud music yes the passion passion is loud music (laughs) (laughs) that's what all you have to start talking in a lame accent when you talk about opera. It's not lame at all. Sounds great. As a lame person, opera is pretty tight. Like it's it's physically like when you don't know any like when you know very little about it, it is very impressive. Well, it's like you've you you've seen the sausages be made. I haven't. I've seen a couple operas. I'm like, this is tight. That's my whole opinion. Is just like this is tight and it's impressive. Yeah, I went to one with my smoking hot wife a few years ago, and besides my wife looking real good, I was impressed. I was like, this is fun, <laughs> you know. And they've got like it was all in Latin. Oh yeah, it was weird. Whoa! So, but then they've got like all the words projected up on like a 
projector somewhere so you can sit and like know what in the world they're roundabout yeah. talking about but it was wild and i was like oh this is a good time yeah um when you i love the oh this is one of my favorite questions what what was the name of your high school community high school wow we had a rainbow zebra as a mascot okay so i'm that's not my even favorite kidding thing. like i love asking people what their mascots were so it was a rainbow zebra a rainbow what zebra. was it called like it was we were, did he have a name it was no. the rainbow zebras like that was it okay but the zebra didn't have her name the zebra didn't have a name <laughs> we didn't have any sports and the only sp- this is ann arbor <laughs> we had an ultimate frisbee team and that was it this sounds like a pretty bougie high school it was like the weird like you put your name in a lottery to go there and it was just like all the weird art kids That's who, like, cool. it was weird it was the rainbow zebras what about you daisy where did, what was the name of your oh, high school boy atherton high school what was the uh mascot this is pretty fucked up, but it is indeed a con- a a rebel, a Confederate soldier. Nice, no joke. And and this is in uh, Kentucky. Kentucky, right? This makes a lot of Which sense. Wasn't a part of the Confederacy. Correct. So. Um. So last week we had Dan Cummins on, and he uh went to school Riggins, Idaho, and his mascot was called the Salmon River Savage, and it was like this totally racist, like you know tomahawk like oh like indian like just nuts and then he said that's not even the worst there was a a a mental hospital in the the area uh in the small town called orfino and so for a long time their mascot was they were called the orfino maniacs and like it was a guy in a straight jacket with googly eyes (laughs) he's like i'm not even kidding so yeah i've now this is going forward is just one of my favorite questions is to see how many terrible mascots? Uh, yours is probably the most pleasant I've heard so far. I like the, the Rainbow, Rainbow Zebras. Zebra. Yeah, it sounds fun. Like, I mean, it was also the kind of high school where there was definitely arguments about the, the rebel. Like, people were like, hey, this kind of sucks. Like, this isn't great. Yeah. And, like, it was a constant debate, but it's as far as I know, it's still the mascot. Still the mascot? But, I mean, we live in Ohio where, like, I mean, if you even suggest to Indians fans that, like, maybe that's not a very good mascot, like, yeah, no, they'll that, fight you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's like literally like there's no debate. And it's just like, dude, like all I'm saying is like this might not be the best idea. Like yeah. whatever. Like I'm maybe, not in maybe of the name, maybe the name, hey, name maybe sucks. the name the Cleveland Indians isn't so bad. They just need to uh, tame the logo down a little bit. You know, like they. I mean, he doesn't need to be blinding red. You it's know? A, it's not my thing to say one way or the other. If I mean people who who it is seem to not like it, so I'll stick with them. But I mean, like, it's, you know, they definitely like, there's no compromise. Like they just won't hear it at all. Yeah. It's one or the other. Yeah. Um, all right. So you're both trudging your way through the school of high and you, you get through college, you're doing opera, which is quite the jump. And you are in Daisy, you're in Foxy's. So jam. That's way after high school though. What year, what year is Foxy? Yeah, that's around like 2005 or something like that. I think the band formed like a year before. So okay, um, that's right. <laughs> and uh, can I ask Bubble Wrap a question? Yeah, dude, he's got he's got lots of thoughts. But you know what? He, he gets put in Bubble Wrap. Hey, easy, easy. Bubble Wrap goes in the mail. Okay, his lifespan. He doesn't. He's a wanderer. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So that's 2005, and I always like this. How old are you now, Daisy? 35. 35. That's nice. I think. That's good. It's right in that dad area. That's where I'm at. It's a good place to live, <laughs> dude. I'm all about it. My 30s have ruled. I like, I like They've been way better in my 20s. My 20s weren't bad, but I've been enjoying my 30s. You're like, you're more self-aware of like what's important, you know. Uh, how old are you, Kate? I'm 30. All right. So you, when was your 30th birthday? Was that recent? 
Not super recent. It was October last year. Well, October 13th. What, okay, mine's the 10th. Whoa, you're a Libra. Some Libras. Okay, I don't know jack about that space voodoo junk. Basically, All right. we're perfect. <laughs> All right. I don't subscribe to that. Here. I don't really either, but I will say most of my best friends have been Libras. There are personality traits. It is interesting. I mean, I don't I, say I've subscribed to it, but it's I mean, I'd like to think that me and Kate are pretty cool. Um, it's only because we're Libras. That's, yeah, that's it's, the, it must, that's the only reason. Why. It's, the, it's the stars. That's <laughs> all that matters. To do with yeah, it. That's it. Um, so for the lay person, all right. What what was Foxy Jazam? It was a band that I was in. Okay. Uh, I mean, what was it like? Uh, for just a lay person, they have no idea. I think we were going for kind of a glam rock, like Iggy Pop kind of glitter thing, but oh. it did all sorts of different sort of things. Okay, but, and I th- and like probably for most bands, you think we're going for this style of thing, and then in, you generally make your own thing out of that. Like it kind of develops, takes on a life of its own a little bit, if that makes sense. Like you start a band, and then you record, and you're like, that sounds different than I hoped it would, but it's not bad, and you just right. go down To me, road. it always sounded more like kind of like, not garagey, but like a rock kind of, like like not 70s rock, but like sort of like the glamier end of 70s rock, like the Stooges, or like. Uh, I think parts. Of, I think it felt sweet, like uh, some of that, but like it felt sparks, sparks almost was like a big inspiration uh, in that band. Like had a very stadium rock feel to it, especially the at the the last album. I would say like that that could have been in that ether. It was just very big. Yeah, like that was kind of the way it ended up going. Um, so you you started in 05. Um, I mean, you guys were on some major labels and stuff like that. Like you guys were with. Who by the end who of the with? by the end of the band, we had been on every major label that still existed as of 2013. Okay. Um. And uh, I mean, what at what point did you what point did you step away from the band? Um, we bro- we straight up broke up or went on a hiatus or whatever you want to call it in 2014. Okay, and there was uh. Like a purple number five or ten or something like that. I'm so out of. Whenever oh yeah, we put out a record that was kind of like. I didn't think it was a super duper departure, but I guess people were like, "This record's crazy. It's not super produced and it's kind of quiet and sad." And we were like, "Yeah, bands make different kinds of records. That's cool." And everyone's like, "No, that's not cool." And it's like, "Okay, that's just part of being different. That's part of Whatever. figuring out what you want to be." <laughs> yeah. Um. And so you did that for a number of years. Pretty successful. Um. Okay. Definitely. Uh. Just go look it up if you. Uh, Live under a rock and don't know what it is. Kate's good stuff. And a uh, couple years pass. So when, how does Lung come about? You know, you're coming out of Foxy. Where in the world does Lung start? Where does the idea start? And this could be either for Daisy or, or Kate. Like, who do you think has a, maybe a better grasp on? So you play cello. You, yeah, so, I mean, for people who don't know, if they're just hearing about Lung for the first time, the band is a two-piece band. It's electric cello and drums. There are n- basically none to zero bands with that formation. How in the world did this come to be? So he leaves Foxy. I mean, the big thing is, I mean, the, the precursor with uh, with Lung is Kate has a solo project that she's been doing for, what, since like 2013 or so, something like that. That's like a totally separate project that's like... I don't know. You you might want to take this over, but I I was a big fan of it. I thought it was really excellent. Uh, yeah. I um started. I had a solo project, and I still I still write music for it too. 
but it, it's a way different feel and it's like this sort of ch- acoustic cello and voice and I loop it and anyway like it kind of has a feel like it has a really grand feel like kind of how cla- should I talk louder I'm sorry I'm quiet it's okay <clears throat> um it has a really like classic songwriting feel with with modern elements and I was a really really big fan of it like I think I bartended probably the first show you ever played if I remember correctly and I was just always a big fan and you know went to shows and we were buds and then uh I don't know I think it was like 2016 we were we were both in the scene but like in different projects like Daisy was in a band called Babe Rage that was with uh, actually, the woman who does all of our art, Rochelle Kaplan. She. That's a good. That's a good name, Babe Rage. Yeah. Rochelle Kaplan. That's a funny last name. Are you guys? Uh, are you an item? Oh you, yeah, we're married. Are you married? We pulled a. We pulled a white stripes. I took her last name. Oh, that's good. My last name sucked. What was it? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Daisy always Forgot. says that like when you get married, you should you should go to like some sort of judge. This is an important thing. I will explain this. The last name appraiser. Side. I, point. I do like how much louder you talk for this, though. This is okay, important. This is important. <laughs> All right, look. Last names, right? Like, you don't have to take someone else's last name. If you're going to take the last name, you really need to go to an appraiser. Because not all names are awesome. Okay. Right? Like, example. Did your wife take your last name? Yeah. What's her? What was her maiden name? It was good. It was Michelle Caswell. It went together really nice. That is rough. That is rough because that is a really good last real, name. That's real smooth. And now she's just Michelle Banna. Banna is a, but like, it's, it's a hard That's name. a tough one, but it's a potato. Caswell, right? It's a potato. Hers was like, uh, red wine. A jewel. I still think Banna is stronger. Like those, like, Banna. Like you punch that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, a, I will give your wife credit. Like her last name is strong. That's a tough battle. It See, was smooth. I just appraised it. Like you would come to me. I would give you that. And then you all would go <laughs> on your way. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> no, yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, Daisy was in a band called Babe Rage with Rochelle, who's Man, awesome. That's a really good band name. Yeah, it's such that a good band cool. name. That, that was a weird band that I did concurrently with the end of Foxy Shazam, where Rochelle and our friend JJ played guitar at the same time, and it was kind of like a like noise rock kind of thing. Yeah. And then I joined playing drums, and it kind of turned into like a like wind hand Melvinsy kind of thing because we got amps and got really loud. And uh, that band existed for about a year, and it was, it didn't really record. We just played a lot and then kind of quit doing it. So yeah. it was pretty awesome. They had a super just heavy, demanding feel. It was awesome. And uh, anyway, there was one, there was one month that they were doing a residency at the Comet in Cincinnati, which I'm sure yeah, you yeah. played there. Yeah, yeah. Free burritos. If you play. They're good. They're so good. Burritos the size of a small child. In my suggestion, I was I I was like we should have a different singer every week and write a completely different set, for <laughs> and we did. And it was every week was different with a completely different set. And the last week was Kate was the singer, and we wrote a whole set with Kate. Yeah, so we wrote, so we like got together and just jammed out and wrote a bunch of different tunes together, like as just me joining them for that for one week that month, and like during that time too, I was starting to write like kind of meaner songs that didn't quite go with my solo stuff because I was going through some weird 
personal things that like didn't quite fit with like pretty stuff. Like I want to be angry now. Yeah, I was like, I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> this, I want to write this pretty stuff. I'm over this. I'm over this. Screw off. Yeah, I'm gonna scream. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, yeah, but so anyway, so we we ended up having a really good time and just like. So you got a bad case of the feelings. I got a bad case of the feelings, <laughs> the mean feelings, not the sad feelings, just like the kind of bitchy feelings. Mm. And anyway, and then we like had a really good time doing the the residency, and then um, a couple months later, like Babe Rage broke up, which freaking sucked because like they were just they were one of those like treasured bands in the Cincinnati community and like did a lot for our scene. Um, but anyway, they broke up, and Daisy I, Daisy worked at a bar that I like went to all the time, and we were just sitting there, and then. I was like, I got these mean songs. Maybe we should the, I, get together. And I'm sitting on a couple of these mean boys. We yeah. Gotta... And like, maybe we should just get together and, and jam. And then Daisy and I like got together and played through some of them and then ended up writing a bunch of songs like on the spot together. And then we like didn't get together again for like another. We like did that and then didn't do anything for like five months. And then we were like, that was fun. We should do that again. <laughs> like, and then what, what year is this? Oh, it was, I guess it was 2015. Was when we like jammed in December. That was a hot year. It was a good year. Hot year. Like, good I think year. I went traveling for a couple months, and then uh, and I joined this metal band playing bass for like a month or two. What was the name of that band? Flesh Mother. They're great. They're yeah. Super no, good. Flesh Mother is great. Yeah, I played bass for like three months in that band. Uh, some of the guys from Mister Flies plays in flesh mother right ray who used to ray. be mr flies okay is now okay. in flesh mother really like mr flies just their band so heavy the heaviest um so you guys are you've got bad case of feels you get together make some music take five more months away to deal with feels and then you're like hey All the feels i'd like to harness my anger into a more savory energy for the masses and is that around about time you say we should make a band yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, so then we we wrote more songs, and I found an electric cello in my friend's basement because the acoustic cello was feeding back like crazy, and it was like super frustrating. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so we wrote a ton of songs and played some shows, and then well, we played one show, and then I was like, I think pretty drunk after that show, and I was like, we should just quit our jobs. And do this. <laughs> and Daisy was like, yeah. Daisy's we, like, I've been looking for a like, reason. We should do this. <laughs> Give me and a reason. <laughs> so then the next day, like we met in the park and I like I had a job, you know, like one where you actually kind of like can survive. What was your, <laughs> like, what was your job? It was a nice restaurant in Cincinnati. And it was like, you know, just like one of those. You're just stable. Like yeah, for you sure. have stable income. But anyway, so we were we were in the park and he's like, yeah, I mean we could do this like just quit your job just freaking you know let's, let's just do it and so we did and I, I quit my job and wow. moved into a tiny room in a house and then we like daisy we recorded like a four song demo and then went on a two month long tour is like like less than three months after that that's nuts it was crazy so daisy you you know she quits her job and what was your job at the time i was and am a bartender was AMM. I at the time was booking bartending and like lightly helping manage a bar. A light graze at the comet? Was it the comet? Not the comet, no. Um 
You still do some stuff with the Comet periodically? That's newer, though. It, I was bartending at a different bar at this point in time. Okay. What bar and was that? It was called the Listing Loon. The Listening it, Loon. Listing. Listing, listing. Like, like a boat. Okay, We're back okay. to boats again. Back to boats. You can't of... keep us away from the ocean, okay? <laughs> the We're ocean. sailors. The We're ocean sailors. chose me. That's right. You know, if we could tour, if, if I could get a barge and we could tour on it, I would. That'd be it. pretty dope. Like have the venue pull up to the dock just and people do, 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 and you just leave. That'd be, be cool. It'd be amazing. Anyways, I was working there and then I tried to quit and they basically were like, well, we don't want you to quit. So we'll just work around your schedule. And I said, okay. And I actually did feel because I was half in control of the schedule. Like I booked people to cover my shifts and made that work for a good while. Pretty much until they sold the bar, yeah. And then the new person didn't want to deal with deal with someone who's on tour constantly, which is I mean, totally fair. Yeah, it's probably the smarter thing to do. It's completely... I mean, again, they sold the bar, so it wasn't going super well that way. But. Okay, so this is... What year is this, probably? This is like 2016 to 2000. Okay, so at the time, uh, you have uh, you got some longer hair. Kate, you got you got more hair than yeah, now? Yeah, I had lots of hair. I, you know, All I rocked hair. the bob for, it was a, for good a good look. 500 It was a good years. look. Exactly how long was your hair in inches oh, and no. centimeters? Probably, I don't know math, but I would say seven or ten inches. <laughs> <laughs> it was a respectable seven inches of hair. Of hair. Depending on whether it's in the back or the front, you know. Bobs, yeah. everyone should know. So when... We'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, so... You're going through all this now. You put out your first album in what year? 2017. Okay. It was recorded in 2016. Okay. Um, what was the name of that album? Bottom of the Barrel. Bottom of the Barrel. It's got. Uh, I like the the single on that. It's a good song. And then you Thank put you. you put out a new album uh, last year. Uh, what, 2018. And what label put that out? Sofa Burn. Sofa Records. Burn. Uh, they've got Girlwood, right? They actually don't. That's Sona Blast. Sona Blast. Okay. It was, yeah, they it was have all... Ampline. They have the Tillers. Um... R Ring. R Ring and uh, oh boy, Daniel Martin Moore, uh, Clyde Peterson, Delicate Motor. Yeah, there's some there's some good ones. Um, and I mean, la- last album it had I think it did pretty well. It seems like it's doing well now, right? We sold them. So we sold <laughs> records. Um, I mean, well, where did you guys record at? We actually were one of the last bands, fortunately, to record at Ultra Suede, the original location. Okay, in Cincinnati. And, um, I mean, what I guess what were are is your goals going forward? Kind of with that album, when are you hoping to put out new music? Like, what's uh, I mean, what's your trajectory? What are you hoping to accomplish? I mean, obviously, it seems like. Touring is a lot cooler than a normal job is a big ethos of this band. So that part, you know, that part's kind of taken care of. You can't just be like, oh, I just tour. Like, what are you, you know, what do you hope to be doing in a couple of years? Are you uh, wanting to be more of like a mid-level national? Like, you know, I always talk about realistic stuff. So like, are you wanting your guarantees to go from like every night from 250 to 500 to more like 500 to 750? What are you yes, hoping to see happen? Two fifty a night. That's what we make, Chris Banna. <laughs> yes, we definitely make that much yeah, a night. <laughs> of course. Hey, I'm a. You know, I gotta sell it. Okay. You know, I got I got lung the band on today. I got lung. I got the lung. The lungs. <laughs> I mean, the, the I think the goal is like to keep doing it and make it sustainable. It would be right now like 
we're thrifty and we're smart and we're cunning and we sleep in people's backyards. We're cunning. You know, eat like grocery store food every day. Like we're pretty, we make you cold make, brew in a in com, uh, not kombucha. Co- what, what is that stuff called? You beet kvass. We're sponsored by Kroger. <laughs> There's a good Kroger here in Franklin, to be clear. Really? Well, that's where it, it was built like two years ago. It's a big boy. It's a juicy boy. Is it the one with the deli and everything? Oh yeah. Okay. It, and like you can go in there and like go get a bunch of food and you can like sit down. It's that nice. is called the Kroger Marketplace. We know about yeah. this. They are great. It's, but it's point pretty being bougie in terms of like where we would want to be eventually. Sponsored like, by to the Kroger. point where we don't have to get home and like work sixty hours a week just to make money to, while you're not out on tour, right? Which, to be clear, I, that's where we are. Like, I mean, that's you know, it's fine, but it's, I'm not complaining about it. It's awesome, but it's like, I feel like you know, it would be cool if we could like be a larger, be not larger necessarily, just like keep doing it. A larger financial footprint, just connecting with more people. And I mean, the thing is, like, that sort of comes like. I don't see like finance as the goal. It's like finance it's is just usually, part of it. It's an outgrowth of like if you're connecting with people, like eventually somehow like there will be a little bit of money for you to like that's, survive from. No, and that's that's real life, and that's why a lot of the bands here on Romantis Records, like we really are trying to work with these just DIY bands that are touring their faces off, and like because we know those people are are going to be about the work that it takes because they're invested in it. You know, they're they're not just doing 30 shows a year and then hiring a publicist and being like, all right, make us big or, you know, make this successful. Like, and, uh, I mean, you guys, anyone who knows you guys are very much, you guys are DIY till you die. Like, you know, and I think that's very respectable. Um, not that you're like not willing to have help or good help, but it's very respectable. One of the first conversations I had with you, Daisy, um, I remember how just, I was just talking to you about, Romanus and what I do and stuff and you know figuring out kind of what your goals and hopes were you were so I, I remember I was in an auto zone and uh you of course were you were in auto zone of course I was and you were so you know concerned about just making sure that whatever you do and do with someone that you just know that they're how big or small they are just that they're going to advocate for you and that they care and that they're not just you know gonna throw some money at something and then check out and then expect you to be on the road every day to give them a kickback um and i respected that like a lot because i think it's a thing of like oh, i'm sorry i'm interrupt. you're good no go ahead i think it's a thing where if we're going to work with people we want them to kind of be of the same mindset as us and like be willing to work as hard as we work for sure um i think that's uh you would you know it's not supposed to be so transactional and i think that is lost on people sometimes so um so, yeah, I mean, you've got had two albums out. Your band is still relatively young in band life, you know. And uh, I mean, how many shows a year? How many shows did you guys do last year? Um, something in the neighborhood of between one hundred fifty and two hundred. Okay, and you're probably on pace for about the same this year, correct? Something like that. This year's been a little more mellow because we we took a couple months off to finish writing a record. Um, is and that new record more or less done? That record is recorded it is mixed but we there are some trepidations about the mixes that we need to fix some trepidations some mixed trepidations <laughs> we need to go retread the mixes we need to get we need to rethread them like a screw you know just rethread them a little yeah bit. there's little things you want to touch up on yeah um who are some of your favorite bands to tour with or bands that you just love seeing all out on the road and i'll go with kate first 
I love whenever we play with Tart in Detroit. Tart rules. Tart is awesome, and they're such good people. And um, sell sell me on Tart. So Tart. People have been trying to sell me on Tart for a while. They've so, been like, Chris, you really should talk to Tart. You should really talk to Tart. Okay, so they'd be great. They'd be great for you guys. Three Chris. piece rock and band has like the. I saw them once. Yeah, but so, it's been, but it's been like uh, it's been like two years. So they so, were they were very new. Yeah, super high energy, uh, catchy songs that are like just really catchy sort of not indie rock what would you say like just like rockin catchy rockin band that like uh see this is why i don't sell stuff but like but they're just (laughs) they're just amazing like they're one of those bands that you have to see live they're really good people and then like uh they have a good message too like they have a song that is uh they, they wrote a song like when donald trump got elected that like just it's just a pretty badass, awesome song that confronts a lot of stuff, but in a way that's like sort of tongue in cheek. Yeah, like I feel like they're they're good, like lyrically good with like saying something and saying it in an intro, like the kind of the way her lyrics work, like it's saying it in a voice that's uniquely hers. I feel like musically, when bands like. I don't like using the word like like simple or basic because there's a way that. A lot of the time, when that that said, it's sort of like there's not a it's lot. Got going like a on. connotation to it. The best, well, there's there's this idea that if like there's there's less going on and it's sort of stripped down, that it's sort of dumb. And right. I think and actually not- the best bands are simple and stripped down, but they use it economically. They are a band that songwriting wise and performance wise, they are really good at like using what they have in a way that pushes the song forward and flows in like really interesting little ways, and like they just work, and it's so they just they rock. Well, that's something I always tell people, and I'm reminded. I think there's a lot of great musicians in the world, so many, but I don't think there's a lot of great songwriters because most of the time it's it's human ego. You start a band, you want everyone to see all of your chops, right. and as you get older, you learn. You're like, man, that's not that generally doesn't make a great song. Like unless you're like a prog rock band and you have that ability to to reach that place, but for most people, it's like. For the normal person, you got to have a hook in there. You got to have, you know, yeah. something that is that can be brought into. It looks like you have something to say, Kate. You're you're oh. you're shivering. I just remember two awesome bands, and I don't want to forget them. Go for it. Uh, Waxjaw and La Dies. Okay, they're like two bands that I'm super stoked on. That like, and I forget things as soon as I think of them. So I just wanted to. I appreciate shout that. them out. No, yeah, thank you. What about you, Daisy? Oh, I was gonna say. Tart is particularly good at that, where they're all like, they're rippers. Like, they're all like, they've, Z they've is an incredible vocalist. I like their logo. You should see them. Have you seen them live? It's been like two years. I played a show. I played the Errors. It's hard to say that name. Um, release show at the. Uh, it's a Magic. St- it's in. Um, it's in Ferndale. Uh, what Magic is. Box, the, Magic, the Loving Magic Cat. Not the Loving Touch. No, it was the Loving Touch. Oh. Uh, we played their. Brother, brother played their release show with them, and Tart was on that bill also. Um, and I was like, "Oh, these are pretty rad." And then that was all I ever had seen. Um, they have been a few developed minutes. a lot. They are real rocking. They are one of my favorite live bands. Waxjaw and LA Dies are both incredible too. Like Waxjaw is this like grungy punk band from West Virginia that's really badass. West Virginia, um, nice. LA Dies are from Virginia, not West Virginia, and they're kind of this like like indie rock kind of like but with like these pop and orchestral overtones they're like i don't know they put they put stuff together in a really interesting cool way too they're really good live that's one of those things i think there in a lot of ways is probably more good music now than ever 
because information is so readily available. Like you can record something and have a good sound, a decent sound, much easier now, much more economical than you used to be able to be. And you can have your music, you just slap it online and get it out to people a lot easier. There's like a ceiling of like, you know, a jump from like small to big, but like I'm always convinced that there's more good music than ever out there. You just have to be able to find it. So exactly. Um, actually I forgot Calvin Arsenia too is really incredible. He's starting to, he's starting to get some attention, which is really gratifying to watch. He's a, he's a harp player that we played with in Lawrence, Kansas. In Kansas. What's, um, let's pronounce that one more time. Calvin Arsenia. Calvin Arsenia, like Arsenio Hall. You bet instead of Arsenio, it's Arsenia with an A. Arsenia. He's incredible. He's like totally gifted songwriter, amazing player, plays with a, with a harp. Like it's like it's pretty wild. But like uses the idiosyncrasies of the harp to kind of like to build. Like to, like I don't know. It's really dumb. Um. <laughs> all right. So final little meat and potatoy question here, um, and then we'll we'll get on to the real stuff. What America really wants to know. Um. I mean, just who are some of your influences and like unabashed, like who are just some bands that like made you think like, I can do this. Like I can go quit my job and like, I'm just going to go hop in the van and we're going to make it happen. Like any of those bands, Miss Kate? Um, I mean, I don't know if she made me want to hop in a van cause I don't know if she ever was in a van. Does Tori Amos, did she ever like rough it at a Walmart? Like I can't really picture her like roughing it for some reason. Like, like in New York, like the, the why can't Tori read air or whatever, like playing in bars and stuff. I mean, that's roughing it. Yeah. Tori roughed it. Tori Amos, I love all of her discography. She's brilliant. I love Suzanne Vega. Um, yeah, those are two huge musical influences. And then when I was a kid growing up, like, Dresden Dolls album that had Girl Anachronism on it I thought was like so cool and I thought they were like just the I don't know just like a different presentation at that time of like what it is to be a woman like she presented such a Amanda Palmer presented such a like just a raw imperfect like blunt aspect of femininity that I like thought was so cool and inspiring as a kid so like yeah those are three three groups that i dug razzmatazz what about you there uh, daisy kaplan um i was privileged enough to grow up in a indie rock kind of town so from pretty early on most of the bands that inspired me in terms of what they were doing like touring and like musically were like people in my in, in my neighborhood which was pre- i mean even if it was people who were like 15 years older than me who i didn't really know that well but it was like people you'd see in the community and i always thought that was cool and like there was a band from kentucky called Lords that this guy Chris Owens was in and he was in another band called Red Sun before that and like they were just really good at like getting out of town and figuring it out and like even if the tours were like disasters like they'd do it you know and they sort of I think that's what it's about is just you know it didn't happen to me as much as a kid but like as I've gotten older and you know and you start touring on your own and stuff the bands you respect the most even if you don't love their music is like dude those get like you'll see some big tour announcement and you know they don't have an agent and you're like dude Look at all those dates. Like, that's a yeah. monster. Like, I mean, man, it's on our label of Volk. Like, I love them oh, to Oh, they death. don't quit. Dude, they hustle so hard. Yeah, when people are like, oh, you guys tour all I'm like, yeah, we're not Volk. We're not Wind Particles Collide. Like, <laughs> man, Wind Particles, they're a great band. That's that's a great band that, like, I feel like like more people should know about. Have you heard them? Mm-hmm. I think they're really great. We love playing with them. Yeah. Their new stuff is also, like, they're definitely growing a lot as artists on the road. 
they've been writing a lot of stuff that's like i don't want to say more mellow but more like folky and introspective like almost slightly country um those are sasha's words not mine so no no one will be mad about that (laughs) those are more they want they want their feelings to be more easily exposed it would seem i have to be real about something with volk I'm going to get real on your program. Right here. I have this problem where if I meet someone and I like them, I will avoid listening to their band as long as possible because I'm afraid that I won't like their band and I'll have to lie to them. Yeah. So I went for really long because I really like Chris and I really like Elliot. And like, I was you avoided kinda, it. I did. I literally was like, oh man, these people are nice. I don't want to hear their band. They have to lie to them. But it was awesome. When I finally saw him, I was like, oh, this fucking rules. Yeah, it's like, it it's rules. really good. It rules. It's, uh, because like I hate when he's like, you meet someone really nice and then it's like kind of like, like their bands, because I'm gonna like some like like if I like someone, like I'm probably gonna like their band even if it's terrible, you know, some degree. Right, but to actually like enjoy the music, right? It's a different thing. Whereas like, I mean, there's definitely bands where like I'll go see them because I want to see my friends rocking out and it's fun. For sure, like, we no, they're um, totally. I mean, they've got a unique brew going on that I really appreciate. Yeah, similar to you guys. I mean, those are like for me, those are like my favorite types of bands or bands that are unique have something have what I call like you have a gimmick you have a sh- like a shtick it's not a bad thing but like you have what I call like identifiers like what makes you you I always tell people there's enough jean and t-shirt wearing bands out there like you need yeah. just what makes you different like in you know that doesn't necessarily have to be the way you look but like tell me what makes you different and if you can't tell me what makes your band a little different then you know that's going to be tough to market right. and so I think you guys are incredible like there's something totally unique about what you're doing, similar to Volk. I always tell them, I'm like, they're like a garage rock, honky-tonk country band, and they're a two-piece. I'm like, that doesn't exist. Like, oh, that's like Rage Against the Machine guitar parts. Right. It's, like, he's like the Tom Morello of, like, country rock. Like, right, it's, it's totally, so like, different, and I'm like, it's awesome. Um, and this is not a crowded field, but Elliot is actually the best singing drummer I've ever seen or heard. It doesn't seem like she's struggling to do it. She can do all of the things... Of both without compromising either and then go other places with it. It seems very natural. Whereas most drummers, it's like, it's like the mic is like stuck in their ear and they're having to, and they're always bouncing around and mess with it. And she's just have like, she's just sitting there. You don't even think about it. Um, and I think, uh, if you know Chris, that's good for him. Chris is like, uh, he's not trying to be this insanely wild front man. So it gives him like a little more comfortable space. You know, but his 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 voice has developed more over time too, and it makes me smile to sing Chris sing. Oh, <laughs> just, I like him singing too. Yeah, for real. Okay, they're good at band. They're they're good band band. They're good. good band. Good at band. All right, so want to shift out of that and get into our final segment here. This is our uh, our rapid fire ish segment. Oh boy. Okay, and I want you know, no one no one cares about the history of all of these bands. They, they want to know these questions. This is what America wants to know. So these are going to go back and forth. Go for it. Kate, first. Okay. When did you shave your head? Oh, God. Uh, four months ago. What for? Because I gave myself, I gave myself too many homemade haircuts, and I just was <laughs> like, I can't deal with this anymore. I cannot deal. And then I was like, I wonder if I could shave my head. And then I did. And it's like, I'm never, it's great. Did it's that, the one haircut I can do. Did that coincide with not... Uh, shaving your legs and arms was that like no it was different when did that start that was a couple years ago on tour because i was like this takes a lot like i'm not gonna like shave it's in a gas station yeah like i'm not gonna like shave my armpits every day in a <laughs> gas station no yeah so i just it was like screw it and it's kind of expensive like yeah uh it's just like i don't know you gotta like you gotta if you're not showering like that much which if you're touring a lot 
you don't. They're hard to come by. Uh, yeah, like, you just, yes, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, I have hairy armpits. Cool. Like, this is just That's how right. it's going to be now. That's right. I've only shaved my arms and my armpits and legs a couple times. The legs were easier than the armpits, but literally every time I cut my armpits, so it seems kind of like, I mean, if you want to, fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you That would be funny if you went the opposite, if, if she grew out and you grew in and you're like oh we gotta stop and, you, and you're always shaving it's hard to believe now but until i was about 25 i could i did elaborate drag i would like do the whole thing nice I would, I would go out in public and like i actually had this weird thing where like i didn't really understand cat calling until like i would go out in my neighborhood at 18 i would like do a, just and go out and walk around and like people would do the way you were treated was entirely different like dudes would come up and just like like literally talk to me what's and, up like, bro <laughs> oh no! Like they your were hitting on me because I, le- your I looked, legs is smooth, bro. Right, and until I was like, I'm a dude. Like then they'd freak out and try and fight me, which was funny too. So um, I was a bad kid. <laughs> I was a I was bad an kid. awesome kid. I was an awesome uh, kid. Daisy, what is the name of your hair condition that you have? Alopecia irritata. That oh. means when I get stressed out, um, my hair falls out in huge chunks. Okay. Uh, and theoretically, at some point, I could just fucking totally. It could, could just all at yeah. once. It could all go, which would be awesome. Just one bad day. Uh, Kate, a uh, question for Kate. Okay. Who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, okay. I don't know his name, but it's this like Asian guy who has a violinist, a violinist theme song. Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, and he That's walks out, and he's super cool. I love him. He has a great walkout. Um, yeah. Yeah. Daisy, who's your favorite wrestler? John. Shut up, John. You just pass that right back to Kate. You just get out of here. I'm cooler. I know a wrestler. I know. All right, so we're gonna. I don't know his name. John Beater. John Beater. Is that right? Is that no, real? We're, we're gonna skip. You're just. You just. John. Me. You're never welcome man. on this podcast. John man. Hoffman. Hulk um, Donovan. John Hayes. John Hayes. John Hayes. John Hayes is my favorite wrestler. John so Hayes Kate. from Flesh Mother. Shout so Kate, out. you are a vegan or vegetarian. Vegetarian. Do you sometimes sneak meat? Uh, not really. I think like the the only thing that I sneak would be like if we're in Mexico. Like we were in Mexico, there were refried beans. I ate them. I know there was some lard in there. Was and it also good? like, yeah, man. And kimchi, I will totally eat kimchi, <laughs> even though there's like shrimp paste. There's shrimp paste in it sometimes. Not every kimchi, but like that's real. That's a real thing. Um, if I sneak meat, Daisy, do you sneak meat? No, but I have been paid to eat meat. Oh. That's weird. It is weird. Why do they pay you to eat meat? Because people think it's weird that you're vegetarian. They'll give you twenty dollars to eat that piece of salami. I'm like, I'll do it. You're like, I would you? Do it? How much more would you like me to eat? Can exactly. anybody else want to pay $20 me twenty dollars a bite? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Daisy. Uh, are you a proud potty mouth, or are you ashamed of your potty mouth? I'm potty mouth neutral. Okay. That's good. You don't take a stand on anything. That's can, nice. I'm not proud of it. I'm not ashamed of it. It just <laughs> is. It just it's is. Like, it's like the sun that rises in the east. And the potty mouth sets in the West. Uh, Kate, um, thoughts on, do you like truck stop bathrooms? The, like the like the showers. Have you used any of those? Oh, no. No. Never had an experience? Not I've one? Never, you know what you do? You go to a Starbucks because they have bathrooms that lock. And then you go, and they're gender neutral usually. So, like, no one's going to notice if you're in there forever. Then you lock the door, you strip down, and you just fucking wash everything Whoa. in the sink. And they have the automatic hair dry- hand dryers. So, like, 
So when I had my long wife hair, calls those hooker baths. Yeah, that's what I she's do. She's like, I gotta go take time. a hooker bath, and she's like, I'm like, what does that mean? And she's like, gets a bunch of like, you know, baby wipes or whatever, and just yeah. Well, you don't even you can use soap. Uh, you can use Dr. Bronner's and like a washcloth. You'll get just as clean. And then like you go under one of those hand dryers, and then when I had long hair with like bangs and stuff, I looked freaking all right after those. I felt. This Starbucks Bob was out in power. Like, <laughs> yeah, those are the those are the bathrooms to to shower in. Cause the gas station ones, like, those are they're kind of costly. And if I'm gonna like spend money on a shower, I'm not gonna spend money on a shower. Actually, that's I'm not gonna spend money on a shower. I have done it, but it was like a situation where like I had been on tour. For You're weeks. so filthy. It was I do was, or die. Right, and it, I know it used to be like five or ten bucks, and I feel like now it's like ten or twenty. It is weird. Yeah. It's a it's a quite the premium. I've and always it's not that nice of a show. Yeah, I've always wondered if there was some extra luxury to it because of the cost. I was like, is there something cool going to happen? Like, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Daisy. Yes. Are you a bath man or a shower man? Why not both? Oh. Take a bath. I guess that 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 look that goes with your your stance, your previous stance. You're very neutral. I mean, usually shower, but I mean, if you're going to... Who takes a bath and doesn't shower off again? That's my question to you. Right here. What? How do you not... No, 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 no. How do you take a bath? You I, simmer in your own juices with some soap or whatever. It's a, it's a, but that's what's happening. You are in a human stew. See, that? this is what I wanted time, to... This right? is what I wanted to know. I want to know this about you. Are you this saying I got some bad stew? No. I'm just saying what you, you saying had stew. I didn't stew. say good or bad stew. I said stew. You were simmering in your juices... The filth is removing her body. You're scrubbing, whatever, but yeah. you're in the filth. You don't get right out of the bathtub and, and you you shower off. You rinse off the filth. Then you. No, I I hop in, I I fill up the thing with the water, and then I, I scrub myself down, right? And then I, I you know you, you you get out. Maybe I sit longer. If, if I bath, I'm I'm gonna sit there for twenty minutes. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm, I'm always just saying at the end. I'm always so curious. There's so few men that are pro bath in the world, so I'm, I'm trying to find more allies through this podcast. I love baths. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, there are rules. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna shower <laughs> off afterwards. All right, um, Kate, uh, are you pro bath or anti bath? Pro, pro bath. Pro stew. Pro stew. Pro stew. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Give um, me those bath salts in the bath. Oh, oh. In uh, the bath. Um. Potatoes. Why would you put potatoes in a bath? Because you're making stew. Ew. That's a bad joke. TVP. Some tomatoes. You got a stew going. What was the TVP? What Tomato. Vegetables. Vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> this is the difference between a 20-year vegetarian and a one-year vegetarian. Oh, okay. You're a better vegetarian uh, if you've been a vegetarian forever. You know. You know how, like, when you... What? And this is no this is no hate or shame. People work at Walmart. You know when you see someone who's worked at Walmart for a long time and they've got like a little button or star that says 15 years or 20 years? Mm-hmm. Daisy's just, he's like, Daisy's like a- he's like, I don't know if you saw, my my vegetarian card came in last week and it's 20 years. <laughs> I'm a special vegetarian. I'm a gold member. I'm Daisy Kaplan and I haven't eaten an animal since 1996. I haven't even looked at it. Except an when I got paid to. I don't talk to animals. <laughs> okay. I don't know any animals. I know no animals. I don't see them. Where are they? Um... <laughs> if you've been working at Walmart for 15 years, you get to be a greeter, right? Uh, no, it's kind of sad. I think greeters actually are... It's a lot of people that are just so that they're not having to use all their social security. Yeah. They come roll in and 
You know, they're like, hey, I'll greet for a little while. Um, you should give them a tip bucket. I'd tip them. I would tip a wolf. That would be, you know, that's a good idea. Um, what's your favorite South Park character, Daisy? Oh, my gosh. Um, you don't have a favorite Randy? wrestler. Randy Marsh is a great great choice. That one. Tell, Yeah, go ahead, Kate. Mr. Hanky. Okay, so I'm discovering throughout this podcast, I think I like Kate a lot more than I like <laughs> Daisy. Um, no, but Daisy's the gold star vegetarian forever, though. Like, Well, hey, I mean. Platinum star. Yeah. Whoa. How can you be? I think I'm not going to. Get into it. I no. probably. No, I was going to debate vegetarianism, but I'm not going there. I think I have watched less than five episodes of South Park ever. That surprises me. I, and look, maybe I'm projecting. I'm projecting perceived values and taste upon you that I thought you would have and share. But I'm learning. You're a very neutral man, except except when it comes to baths. And there are rules. There are strong rules. That's right. Potatoes, TVP, carrots, and onions and tomatoes in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna have a bath, I'm Can gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna become something. Cannibal uh, bath. <laughs> Uh, do either what of you, are your opinions on cannibalism? Uh, I'm anti-cannibalism. <laughs> for the record, on the record. I, I know there's been some there's been some confusion. What I if you were in a, up. a Donner Party type situation where like someone who you let's say you knew this person, they died and they're like, I want you to eat me to survive. Could you do mm. it? Oh, wait, to and sur- they were chill. They were to like, survive. You had to survive. Well, and do I have access to open flame? Sure. Yeah. Okay. But if I don't have access to open flame, I'm not just going to eat them raw like some sort of savage. Would you be crying the whole time, or would you be like, oh, "I did this, okay"? Uh, no, I'd probably laugh like well, you that, like that, like that stressed laugh. <laughs> You're like, oh, You're like, oh, god, this is oh, right now, right man, now. What the hell am I doing, dude? This is messed up. Oh, yeah, no. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. I get the stress laughs real bad. Um, and, and if you were forced into cannibalism, you'd be there. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's not a pleasurable laugh, like you know when you hear it. It's yeah. not it's nothing you want to be around. Um, I'm glad that it, that's cleared up. I that that threw me for a loop. That was my burning question for you. Your burning question was <laughs> thoughts on cannibalism. I wrote it down in my phone. I mean, birds and uh, you know fish are pretty cannibalistic. You know they eat each other. It's pretty wild to think about. It happens. I mean, you got to do the thing. <laughs> these are the worst questions ever. So not I'm you. Ready. Not Amanda's questions. Kate's I'm ready. Questions. Okay. So these are. So I had written down, how do you feel about cannibalism? <laughs> no, <Okay. laughs> but it just naturally came up in conversation, which is great. <laughs> just on its own. Um, and then below that, I wrote sports. What are your thoughts on them? They're good. Sports are great. So uh, like which ones? Uh, I'm very pro sports. I lo- which ones? Basketball is my favorite. I'm from Indiana. I'm so not that's number ne- one. I'm not some sort of Neanderthal. Um, What's number two? Uh, for uh, Bob Nye is a jabroni. I love IU to death, but Barely. Bob Nye's a jabroni. Okay. Um, probably my second favorite sport. I mean, for watching football, it's perfect for Sundays. You just make a bunch of food. You get real bloated. Eat a bunch of meat, you know, and you're just like, oh, this was a bad decision. And then you do it again next week, and it's great. Um, I mean, seriously, I love all. I really like motorsports. I haven't missed a Formula One race this year. Wow. They're like always around 9 to 12 in the morning. So I wake up on Sundays, make breakfast, watch some F1. It's a good time. And and sports, similar to music, but sports probably a little more, I think, are such a good thing to teach kids about what it looks like to actually put your full effort into something because you can't lie to yourself. And so you know, 
especially like whether you trained hard enough or anything and then it comes time for your event, your game, whatever, your meet and you have you have to live with the result and you know what your effort level was and I think that's such a safe place to learn that and such a safe place to fail too um, in the confines of that comparative to maybe some other things in life. So yeah, sports rule, okay? O'Doyle rules. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're big sports fans too in the long van. Is that right? I'm a big fan of the things you just described where I think that the way the community building aspects, the togetherness aspects and the like learning of physicality and learning of like effort. Like you just said, I think like I'm not the bit like I don't follow any sports teams, but I think there's elements of the culture that I think are cool like that. I think that's that's uh, important. So do you uh, one last question? OK, and this is for you. And then, and then we're going to hop out of the segment because um, I know you have thoughts because he's a he's a spicy girl. You got some thoughts. What are your thoughts on uh, Cincinnati getting an MLS team? You know, what, what is that soccer? <laughs> yeah, they're getting a professional getting soccer a prof- team. Oh, that's complicated. Yeah, I know. That's complicated. Well, that's why I'm asking. The, these, I ask I'm the hard not, questions here on the Romanus podcast. I'm really not cool with what's like what what they're doing, how they're going about it in our community. You don't. Yeah. You don't like the means to the end. Well, okay. Do you know what? Do you know the situation? Uh, yeah, that's why you're here on the Romanus Records podcast. So Rochelle, my wife, works at Taft downtown. Okay. What is Taft? Is, that is a high school. Okay. Um, the location that was chosen for the stadium is where Taft's stadium is, and so they tore down this very nice stadium for this high school that is the center. In terms of like community building, that's the center of the Western community. It's a mostly, it's a not as wealthy, mostly black community. A lot of community was based around that stadium. They tore it down for the soccer stadium. They then proceeded to do insane construction every day for the entire, for the entire year. It was disruptive to class and all this stuff. And it's not, the subtext there is like, it's not, it's a poor, predominantly black school. And so they're, they're able to sort of, do things that they would get in a lot of trouble for anywhere else to build the stadium. They're buying up property. They're driving people out who's been there forever. Like, they could have had the stadium in Newport, Kentucky. It would have been fine. There was like, Newport's like, yeah, come over here. There's an empty field. They're like, no, no, we're going to do it right here. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with, you know, soccer, but like the way that. The way it's way it's happened. They have done some dumb things to the fabric of the community in the city and sort of like off the bat put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths where there's like, this sucks. Like this is like, this isn't because I do know there's it. a lot of support for it down there. I mean, it's their. Uh, I can't remember what the their team that they have there currently is, um, but it's like super well attended. It sells out almost. Right. It's like every week. Yeah, and there's and that's awesome. But it's like the way that they they could have gone about that a better way. I think. Okay, these are these are the questions. These are the questions. But yeah, I mean, seriously, as long as people like, aren't eating each other in the stands. We can only hope. <laughs> you can only hope. I don't want to. It's 2019. I don't want to tell you what to do. Who knows what'll happen? Right? If that's what you're into. Um. So yeah. Hey, I really appreciate you guys. You know, coming and staying in my house, eat my farm fresh eggs. Those are delicious. Camping in my backyard, and being good people, being lung the band. Thanks for having us, and thanks for being an awesome person, and you know, showing us such a. You a don't mean that. You don't mean that. I do mean that. <laughs> Because if it wasn't for people like you who would let us sleep in their backyard and tell us we're a good band and be our friends, then this would be a lot less fun. That's true. Well, hey, thank you so much, and uh, I'll smell you all later. Thank you so much.